everyone and thank you so very much for joining me today for another episode of Talking Cloud. Now you know this is where we talk about cloud. All things, anything cloud and it is such an enormous word. Everything has to do with cloud these days and so there's lots and lots to talk about. Now you know no matter what it is about the cloud I'm no expert. But I do know where to find experts. And today, I'm super excited because I have two of the smartest women I think I've ever met with regards to understanding this thing called uh, the cloud and in particular, the cloud from a channel perspective. And I'll let them talk more about it. Uh, we all know the multi-cloud challenge of navigating these multi-billion giant organizations these ladies have assembled the keys to the kingdom to get you in and really make hay. It's really awesome what they're doing. And, you know, both have a long, long resume. I don't have time to go through it all. You can see them on LinkedIn. We're here to talk about their particular and unique effort in founding an organization specifically focused on multi-cloud. So I'm really thrilled and excited to introduce Leah McLean and Sandia Gorman. They're both joining me, and I want to thank you ladies both very much for being on the podcast today. Thank, thank you, you Grant. Much, yeah. Excited to be here. Yes, very excited to be here. And yeah. um, wow, what an intro. Thank you. So one of you kick off and kind of talk a little bit about what's going on, and the other can fill in, and we'll just go from there. Sure. Well, I'll I'll kick it off. Liam McLean here. And again, thanks for having us. Um, just a little bit more about my background. I do come from a, a all tech background <laughs> and have been working in the partnership space and with cloud service providers for the last five plus years um, and more. And I'd say all things partners and cloud and technology and have been excited that I got to cross paths with Sandia in my career to lead us to here. So, Sandia. Yeah, no, uh, thank you, Leah, and thank you, Grant. Um, yeah, it's funny. So, I've also been in the cloud world for the past five or so years. And um, Leah and I met while I was, we were, we were partner um, alliance uh, persons, and Leah was my account. And we um, not only were able to work together and deliver some results for our respective companies um, in the cloud, but we also became friends. And over time, as we got to know each other and as we got more involved in the cloud, we realized that there was a gap in the industry and that everybody that we knew that was working for a third-party ISV or a reseller or channel partner was having challenges working with cloud service providers and that it can be more of an art than a science, but over time, we developed a formula and some expertise, and we decided to start Multi-Cloud Leadership Alliance 
for the purpose of filling a gap in the industry and to share knowledge. And Leah, I think you can um, maybe talk a little bit more about what Multi-Cloud Leadership Alliance is doing MCLA. We have a few really concrete goals that we're trying to take care of here. Okay, I want to say it again. MCLA, Multi-Cloud Leadership Alliance, right? Correct, okay. yes. So let's expand on that. What is Multi-Cloud Leadership Alliance? Sure. We are a think tank, essentially, a um, consortium, if you will. And really, we are focused on educating the C-level and strategic alliance teams. And as Cindy mentioned, you know, those who are um, in any role that they're having to work with cloud service providers and trying to tackle the partnerships and deployment strategies with, with each of them, whether it's AWS, Azure, GCP, or other. So we essentially built a community of members. We've got over 160 today. Good. Um, wow, 160. Yeah. When we uh, just started back November 2019, so just over a year old. Wow, congratulations. And That's really thank outstanding. You. Yeah, we're pretty excited to have seen the um, the growth and the the energy behind it. Um, it's all like-minded people who are focused on the ideas to really create the better partner experience with the cloud service providers and ultimately a better customer experience. So, you know, the three main goals of the alliance is really one is educating members on the cloud service providers on the program offerings and how to navigate each one and connect with the right people. The second goal is to serve as a source for networking and connecting with other like-minded people in the same roles to help solve for better collaboration with the cloud service providers. And then third and last is providing customized consulting and go-to-market um, strategies among the cloud service providers, ISVs, and channel partners for some of our clients. Got it. So when you say uh, the cloud ISV, are, are you talking about the the big ones, the primary ones, and navigating the waters of the Googles and Azures and AWSs of the world? Yeah, those are our primary ones because they're the most popular in the market and they have the most customers. But we are seeing uh, Red Hat Marketplace, IBM, Cloud, as well as Oracle Cloud become more and more relevant and more and more in the news. Mm -hmm. So we have experience and have people who are experienced um, in our organization working with the other cloud providers. An interesting one would be Alibaba. Mm -hmm. They are just surfacing to the to the top of the chain. So we um, we definitely want to look into those guys. Got it. So I'm curious now. Obviously, we're, we're not talking about how to navigate through finding the greatest Lambda functions, or are we? I mean, this is more programmatic. And, and who's your target audience to uh, holding the hand, if you will, or, or uh, showing with breadcrumbs how to navigate these ISVs? Software vendors, hardware vendors, uh, enterprises, who are you soliciting as clients? Sure. It, yeah, primarily it's the other software vendors out there. Um, you know, it could be the independent software vendors. It could be managed service providers or managed security service providers, system integrators, you name it. 
Um, so essentially any company, um, primarily software um, with cloud initiatives that are working with these cloud service providers that have a big need to expand on the partnerships from a programmatic and strategic side. And, you know, as minimum as, hey, I need to get started with one of them. I don't even know who to talk to, which group to go to, how do I start where. It's a range in that aspect. And our audience is primarily those who are in sales or channel partnerships or strategic alliances and managing directly the partnerships with these cloud service providers. Got it. Got yeah, it. Grant, I'd like to expand yeah. on that. I think sure. one thing that you mentioned earlier is go to market. That is just one piece of what we do in multi-cloud leadership alliance. What we've realized over time that when you want to succeed as an ISV or as a third party vendor of software and services, you really need to double down on joint go to marketing, co-selling, but you also have to know the ins and outs of how the product and service teams work at each of the cloud providers. And they're very, they're segmented differently. They're organized differently. Uh, they have different partner programs, different partner trainings. So it's, it's more than just a go-to-market expertise that we can bring to the table. It's sort of the full-on, how do you work with a cloud service provider? How do you succeed and drive revenue with a cloud service provider, leveraging your sales team, your marketing teams, and your engineering and product teams, and working with the, the cloud service providers? Right. And, and Leah, I think you know there's even more than that that I, I've missed. We've seen a lot of our members succeed in other ways. What else? Yeah, you know, I'll just give a few examples of some of the members and clients that they come to us for even beyond that. But, you know, there's those who they need to um, recreate their pricing list, for example, right? Because now they're looking at um, transitioning to the subscription or um, pay-as-you-go uh, model, similar right. to what the cloud service providers have. And they need to map that to working to be a partner, not just with the cloud service provider, but selling to, through, and with that cloud service provider to other partners that are in the ecosystem for those cloud service providers. So it can be, you know, as functional as, as that. Um, and then the, the, just the education too, we get quite a bit of, um, which is why as part of what we offer to our members um, through quarterly meetings and that access to specialized content for members only. Mm -hmm. um, we also have guest speakers um, and influencers from sometimes the cloud service providers, but other third-party organizations that come to talk about their experiences and working with the cloud service providers to kind of share and pass along best practices. And then, you know, we were doing regional meetups, but that uh, with the pandemic, obviously right. it's a lot virtual, but we've got folks in Israel talk about another country, <laughs> right? In terms of global Seattle, Dallas, San Francisco, Barrier, New York. So we're pretty lucky. Great. Oh, I was going to say, and our reach also goes beyond just ISVs. Leah might've mentioned this earlier, but we do have end customers, people in C-suite positions who are part of our organization. So we're always learning from the end customer perspective and have contacts and can leverage their knowledge to make things better for the ISVs, for the cloud service providers, and at the end of the day, the end customer. And how would you engage with, you know, an enterprise end user uh, as opposed to an ISV that's, I mean, I, I think I understand, Leah, certainly every organization that's sold 
product with an annual license uh, and now they are told if you want to leverage me uh, me being the amazon or one of the cloud providers you need to support the marketplace and that doesn't only mean you have to support the marketplace from a technology perspective but as you so accurately put some of the more challenging decisions have to do with the pricing and how you actually end up packaging and and selling those those products right yeah absolutely and you know a lot of it does come down to within just not selling through the marketplace but the integration you have with the services from the cloud service providers right so i think you mentioned lambda a little bit earlier so that's where we see some of these end users that you know they come to us and say, hey, I, I think I need to integrate with more services um, and I'm trying to figure out which ones can you maybe help me or here's what I have so far. What, what more do I need to do? But, you know, we and we've certainly got between our founding members, um, there's nine of them and with the two of us, so 11 of us with expertise across all areas and down to some of those members, um, founding members who have some technical expertise, which is great that can help them with that. Absolutely. But we also partner with some other companies who have more of that extensive um, knowledge and expertise on the technical and the architecture side. So we can refer our members to those and, you know, members of the end users who might need more of that in depth. So it's great that we've been able to um, formulate more friends in the industry, so to speak, to give us more of an offering for members. Do you go out, do you interact, solicit, engage with the traditional VAR channel at all? Are they also members? Seems like there's some need there. Um, again, the gamut of the ty type of companies we have within our membership are the ISVs, VARs, resellers, MSPs, et cetera. Because if you think about this whole shift in what's happened with the technology and advancements is that some of these VARs and resellers were primarily selling hardware, right? So they've moved more into software and cloud and, and um, they're growing out business practices dedicated to those areas. So they need to get started with the cloud service providers. So we've held, had to m help make a lot of introductions for them yep. to them. So yep. definitely a lot of evolution. This may not be a perfect example, but I, I think of the federal government and the enormity of the programs they offer, even if you want to just take one sector, education, right? And, and the, the, the enormous amount of money that is available, but you really got to know what the heck you're doing and you got to go through all of the ticks on the boxes and, and navigate the waters. And sometimes that can be a real arduous task. And I can see it being very similar dealing with some of these large ISVs and where you could really help streamline finding my way around the halls of Azure. Yeah. And um, what I'd like to, to add to that, Grant, everything comes back to the customer. What is it that the customer wants? And the customer may have special requirements. If it's a Department of Defense customer, um, a government customer, do they need to use a sheltered GovCloud or do they need to use a completely air gap, you know, intelligence community cloud where no information goes in and out of that particular building? Mm -hmm. Secondly, the other thing that the customers are 
you know, coming to us. And this kind of relates back to the ISVs and as well as why we have channel partners. Everybody wants to reduce procurement uh, friction. Procurement, traditionally, you buy direct from an ISV or you use a channel partner, a value-added reseller or a managed service provider who doesn't just now, now they cannot just sell you hardware, resell you hardware from an OEM. What they have to do is sell you the software and package that up with value-added services. And if I can go to a cloud marketplace or work with a cloud provider as a one-stop shop to not only get my infrastructure and use the cloud provider for infrastructure as a service, I could use third-party software I could use value-added services from a reseller or a managed service provider, and all of that is billed to me via one entity, the cloud provider. It, it just makes my procurement as an end customer frictionless. Mm -hmm. I don't have to go to each entity and establish a six to eight week procurement process and get the contract signed and get all the legal signed. It's, it's a very, very much of a procurement, less friction, and the cloud providers are savvy enough that they offer benefits to customers who transact through their marketplaces sure. or utilize their services beyond just the third-party software offering. Oh, the benefits of the agile cloud. Right? Yep. I mean, that's, uh, yeah. there's, I heard a good one today. I was talking to a guy, got to give it to him because uh, it was really great. He says, you know, with cloud, you can't, say no with an n you got to change it to a k it, you know that that um uh, no longer can you say no you've got to really know all of the things that are available and what you can do and the world's vastly different you know to be able to build up and tear down and and rebuild again in seconds it's it the world's changing a lot and Certainly navigating the waters and knowing who to talk to about this program or how to introduce your product or how to participate in marketing programs with Google or Microsoft or Amazon or Alibaba or any of the others. I could really see uh, the value of the services that you ladies are, are assembling. Yeah, and you know, one interesting one we've been getting quite a bit more lately the last six months, I'd say, is a lot of startup companies, you know, they... Um, have minimal resources and uh, I think they really see us as that extender arm for them and what they often don't know is well don't they have to be a much bigger company with lots of revenue to get in to work with the cloud service providers and that's not the case right each of them do actually have programs for startups um, there are small things that you can do now to grow. Um, and I think it's really important that, you know, we we keep iterating this, but that, again, a lot of what we convey in education is, you know, it's a journey. It's not just set it and forget it, put it in the marketplace and you're off making millions. It's a lot of time, dedication, um, work to be put in and really getting connected with the right folks. And then of all the programs, you know, which one makes sense and, and what budget do you have now versus where you can spend later? And how do you work with the other partners and leverage what they're doing with the cloud service providers to make it work for you too, especially if you're, you know, a younger or smaller company. So different angles and avenues to, um, to be successful. It's just a matter of, you know, guiding 
them and sharing those best practices and giving them that knowledge and helping them to make it a little more easier for them because it it, it, it can be. As Sundia said, we met when I had to bring in a former employer that was with into AWS and that was the um, second time I had to do it. And I was still, you know, trudging along and it took me quite a while, whereas now it's a lot faster for both of us to be able to do that. Well, you know, I, I always say uh, we can learn this from physics. Uh, the way you move mountains is with constant steady pressure. Uh, you know, there is no overnight success. Anybody that has had overnight success, if you peel it uh, nine times out of ten, uh, they've been working at their craft for a long, long time. It's just recently that you discovered them. So I think what uh, your philosophy and approach is spot on. So let me ask you, ladies, I hope uh, that we've got listeners that are going, wow, I could really use their help. How do they get a hold of you? How do they get engaged? How do they get involved? Is there a a fee, a cost? A, a what? Outline the program a little bit uh, for me, if you can, please. Okay, sure. First of all, we have a, a public LinkedIn group, a public LinkedIn page, Multi Cloud Leadership Alliance. So look us up on LinkedIn. Secondly, we have a website, multicloudleadership.com. And um, you can reach us there. Um, if you want to get a hold of us personally, uh, you may email info at multicloudalliance.net or leah at multicloudalliance.net or sundia at multicloudalliance.net. We're pretty accessible. Uh, we're excited to work with you know, different organizations and we are ready to answer questions. All right. So that's how to get a hold of you. Now, can you outline, I mean, without obviously going into too many details as much as you'd like anyway. How do I get involved? What's involved uh, on my side? Uh, join our LinkedIn group. Um, reach us via email. If you want um, us to do some consulting, we're more than happy to talk to you about our consulting services uh, and do a brief consultation free of charge. It's easy as just emailing us or visiting our website or going to our LinkedIn group. Yeah, and I was just going to elaborate that we actually have, you know, go ahead, check us out on the um, website and they can navigate to see the three tiers of membership that we have that fits um, organizations all the way from if you're an individual to a startup to a large uh, enterprise company. So lots of information out there and definitely um, we'd love to connect with you and hear more about what you're up to and see how we can help. Yeah. Okay. It's multicloudleadership.com. That's correct. Multicloudleadership.com is the website where they can go and uh, see your programs and offerings. They can find you on LinkedIn. They can always send you a message now. LinkedIn's making that real easy. Uh, so people can certainly find you. Sounds like there's some really exciting future for MCLA because there's an enormous number of startups, as you ladies know, in the cloud and in particular AI, uh, machine learning, IoT, all of these are tangentially cloud related. And then, of course, the whole shift left emphasis and moving to serverless and functions and Kubernetes and all the other things. I think there's probably a huge line of companies that uh, if they knew about you, 
they'd, they'd be rattling your cage for help. So hopefully we'll flush a few more from the bush for you and, and get you a few more members. Oh, that would be great, Grant. Yes, of course, uh, we would love that. <laughs> really, I have to tell you both, ladies, I'm so impressed from when we initially spoke uh, not quite a year ago and how you have built and evolved this organization. It's really, really something. And I'm excited to see what you guys do in the future. I'm going to ask all of our listeners, please check them out. This is a good needed thing in the marketplace right now. Uh, there's a lot of misunderstanding, a huge knowledge gap, not only on the technical side, but just navigating the waters of these now behemoths that are commanding all of us uh, jump in their giant ships with them. So, Sandea, Leah, thank you, ladies, very, very much for making time to be on the program. It was a lot of fun. I learned a lot. And I really appreciate you being here. You're welcome. And thank you so much for the time, Grant. Yes, thank you, Grant, for the opportunity again. And yeah, we have a lot of fun, Sandy and I, with the members and our other founding members doing this. And it's it's always a pleasure to talk to you as well. So we really appreciate it. Thank my you pleasure. so much. Yeah, my pleasure. Well, ladies and gentlemen, thank you very, very much. Another one's in the books. Another episode of Talking Cloud. I sure appreciate you listening, sharing, subscribing, tell your friends, and we look forward to having you back on our next episode of Talking Cloud. Yeah.